192, the uh, Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Lakers by eight. They outscore the Lakers in the third quarter, 27-15. Anthony Davis misses the second half with a groin strain, and uh, we have no updates uh, further than that, and I don't think we'll get a chance to hear from Anthony Davis as well. So uh, something to keep in mind here as we go through the postgame show. Um, Game five is coming up on Tuesday, and this was the question coming into uh, this afternoon's game. Do we have a game? I'm sorry. Do we have a series, or is this series pretty much over? And Phoenix answered that call, and now we do have a series. When you're tied to a piece and Phoenix still has home court, obviously they stole home court back, um, This is uh, it's a legitimate threat. Now, if Anthony Davis comes back and he's healthy, Anthony Davis is able to go in, in game five and – um, he's able to kind of work through that that groin strain. Okay, it's a different question. You know, everything kind of goes right back to the Lakers. Everybody just assumes Lakers will be fine. Maybe not assumes, but you your expectation is Lakers will uh, take control of the series at some stage because of the talent they have, the role players they have, the superstars they have, the experience that they have. You can kind of start um, stacking a lot of different things on why you think the Lakers can take over the series. But if AD's not 100%, and maybe he doesn't play in Game 5, or he does play in Game 5, but he's not able to do some of the things that we're asking him to do on a game-to-game basis, which is be aggressive, go down in the block, do a lot of your damage in the paint, get to the free-throw line, uh, then we then we have a series. So I didn't think the Lakers would be in this position against the Suns. Health is everything. I mean, Chris Paul virtually was even though he played minutes in those first three games, was a non-factor. Can you imagine the impact that has on the Phoenix Suns? For the Lakers, this is very similar. What Anthony Davis and um, his factor that he has for the Lakers, his impact that he has on a game-to-game basis. So AD misses the second half. Now we wait to see what happens from here. Let me throw out the phone number. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. If you're leaving Staples Center right now, and you want to be a part of the post-game show, uh, feel free to call in. If you're watching the game or listening here on 710 ESPN, you want to give your thoughts on this 100-92 to loss, as you know, we encourage you to be a part of the post-game show uh, to give your thoughts on this Lakers uh, on this Lakers game. Uh, before I get to a couple of the phone calls here, let, let me just kind of point out a couple things here that stood out to me. Um, first off, uh, turnovers for the Lakers, 15 turnovers to just 10 for the Phoenix Suns. No real flow on offense. We know points in the paint, 44-36, to 36, was going to probably become an advantage to the Suns because of Anthony Davis being out of the game. Um, but Lakers had their chances. You know, I listened to Michael and John towards the end there. There were a lot of possessions where the Lakers came out empty-handed. Or every time they scored a bucket, they gave up a bucket. So Phoenix, in that second half, is specifically after that third quarter, uh, Phoenix outscored the Lakers by 12 in that third, pretty much had control of the game. And I'm not saying that it's easy when you're in the middle of a game and you're preparing with Anthony Davis and then AD leaves and is not there for the second half that you're not going to struggle. Of course you're going to struggle. Um, of course the game is going to be incredibly difficult to win without Anthony Davis, 
but there was never really a point there in that second half that you felt like it was a true threat. Lakers had opportunities, missed some threes, didn't get some stops, um, too many turnovers, like I mentioned, with 15 turnovers. So there's a lot that goes into why the Lakers uh, obviously eventually lost this game. Okay, let me um, let me take some phone calls here. Let's uh, let's get started here with Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Out Lakers postgame show. What's going on, Solomon? Hey, Alan, I'm good. And, you know, I hate having to say I told you so. I said if they don't come out and win today, then game three was practically a wasted effort. Phoenix goes back home. They got their split. They got their split. That they, got, they got it. They got what they wanted, and Lakers let them have it. Now, I understand you lost Anthony Davis. Huge blow. But it does expose the Lakers even more how hard it is for them to score. And they're going to have to get that adjustment quick because he may or may not be available, and he may be only 50%. You better come up with something quick for the next game or you're going to find yourself down 3-2, and it's not going to look pretty. Solomon, appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, Yeah, no flow tonight or no flow today as well. You know, let me me kind of point out a couple couple stats here. Dennis Schroeder, who's been – great these last couple of games. I told Michael in the pregame, like, Michael, we should say something about Shooter. We should say something about Andre Drummond. Those two guys had really nice uh, second and third games. Shooter was just 3 of 13 today. Um, AD, before he left, was just 2 of 9 from the field. LeBron took seven threes, only hit one. Kuz was 1 of 5 from 3, 4 of 11 from the field. No consistent flow for the Lakers. Michael and I were talking about this in the uh, pregame show. I mentioned to Michael that if they start hitting their threes, they could probably win six, seven games in a row in the playoffs. I I honestly don't think that that's out of the ordinary. Lakers win two games in a row, and then, you know, obviously in this game, everything changes. You cannot downplay, for those who are going to call in, and maybe you're going to complain about rotations or specific individual players, just also keep in mind, you lost Anthony Davis in the second half. That obviously is the biggest reason um, why Phoenix all of a sudden thought, hey, this is our game. They thought it was their game because of uh, one of the best players in the NBA leaving the game for the second half. But, you know, let me also kind of play it this way. There's no sympathy for the Lakers. And if you're Phoenix, you're probably sitting there saying, wait a minute, let's hold on for a quick second. Chris Paul was in these games, but he was virtually a non-factor for the first three games. So, there's going to be no sympathy. This is kind of part of the NBA, and you got to either make your adjustments or, um, or, or you lose the series. So let's see. Obviously, how the Lakers respond in Game Five. Okay, a couple more phone calls here. I want to take. Let's go to Steve in Santa Monica. Steve, thank you for calling in. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers post game show. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Great show, by the way. So yeah, I mean, obviously AD was a killer today, but. The Suns are finding a way to win without a fully healthy Chris Paul. So the Lakers need to figure something out. And you said not to call in with the rotation question, but what about THT for Kuzma? I mean, Kuzma got 11 points, but it took him 11 shots. And what about Trez for Drummond? You know, I just think the rotation needs to be tweaked a little bit with AD being out. What's your thought on that? Well, I appreciate you calling in. See, let, let, me, let me say this. When I say don't call in about the – first of all, don't listen to me. You could call in about any topic that you want, including the rotations. What I'm referring to there is, you know, Lakers were dealt a curveball in the middle of the game. Um, they are obviously not prepared to play a game without Anthony Davis in the second half. So that's what I'm referring to there. You know what? They're probably – Steve, you, you make the point of – 
why not throw in THT if Kyle Kuzma's not shooting the way you need him to shoot or he's not shooting at a efficient rate or whatever the case is? Maybe you see THT a lot more in Game 5. Maybe you see Montrez Harrell ended up playing five minutes. Maybe you see Montrez Harrell with, with 20 minutes this upcoming uh, um, Tuesday, especially if, you know, obviously Anthony Davis is not there or is limited. So that's what I'm referring to. I'm not saying let's not kind of think of some different ideas and uh, plug in some different players. Um, but I do sympathize with the fact that, yes, uh, coach was thrown a curveball right in the middle of the game. Any coach, any predicament, any team – uh, you're going to struggle without Anthony Davis. But Steve also makes a good point. Yeah, the Clippers didn't have, or the Clippers, the uh, Suns didn't have Chris Paul for virtually the first three games. And this was the first game that you really actually felt Chris Paul's impact. He had 18 points, he had nine assists, he had three steals. More of your phone calls uh, coming up next. Stay right here. We appreciate you guys being a part of uh, uh, the post game show. I'm going to throw out that phone number one more time. And I know we got a lot of callers that want to give their thoughts. 877 710 ESPN. Pizza Hut Lakers post game show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mikhail Bridges steals it. Bridges into the front court. Down the middle to Booker. Stolen back by LeBron. Back-to-back turnovers. One for each team. LeBron into the front court. DeAndre Ayton on him. LeBron dribbling behind the three-point line, right side. LeBron shoots over eight and three-pointer good, and the Lakers lead 10-8. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Lakers lose 100-92. to uh, Series now tied at two apiece. Just staying on the defensive side for a second. So Lakers ended up with three steals and five block shots. How about Phoenix? 12 steals in this game. So defensively they were their hands were active that's something I heard Michael saying a lot during the broadcast there a lot of deflections um, a lot of careless turnovers by the Lakers but also give the Suns credit 15 turnovers for the Lakers yeah it's interesting because defensively for the Lakers they've played pretty well on the defensive side all series long let me read off um, the results so far in the first four games they gave up 99 points in game one, 102 points in game two, 95 points in game three, and then 100 points in game four. So Lakers are actually on average through these first four games holding the Suns below 100 points. I think 99 is the average there over the first four games. You take that any day of the week. Um, You definitely take that. Devin Booker, who had two really, really strong first uh, two games, has been uh, below average in these last two games. 
But the Lakers can't really find any flow on offense. So you got to also give the Suns some credit on the defensive side. I mean, Suns, the most games, uh, most points they gave up so far is 109. They gave up 109 in games two and three, but then only gave up 92 and 90 in the two losses that the Lakers had. So maybe there's a recipe for success. If offense is flowing for the Lakers, they're doing enough on the defensive side. Obviously, offense did not flow this afternoon. Okay, a couple more phone calls I want to get right now. Um, let's go to. Let's go to Emilio in Corona. Emilio, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Emilio? Man, this team is so annoying. <laughs> Why is it that every I watch any basketball game? Yep. Any it could be the worst team or it could be the best team. And they just they can be like kid threes. And the Lakers, every single basketball game I watch of this team, they cannot hit threes. They cannot ever get in a consistent flow on offense to save their lives. That's a key. I By the way, Emilio, Emilio, that's the key that you just said there, consistency, right? Like you're not coming into games saying, I know exactly what I'm going to get from this role player. A lot of times it's kind of things are just up in the air. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like I get it. KCP's out. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is out. Mm-hmm. I get it. That third quarter, they went completely broke. I think I could have hit more, at least more open shots than the Lakers hit in that third quarter. Like, that is ridiculous. That is unacceptable. And especially from a LeBron James-led team, like, we can't be doing that. When AD is out, I need LeBron to step up. Honestly, I know he's trying to get everyone else involved. I get that. But when, you're, when your sidekick is out, I need you to take over. Appreciate, I need appreciate Miami you calling in. LeBron, 28. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, bud. I want to take a few more phone calls. I know what you're saying. You're... you're um, you're pointing out that, uh, first of all, the frustration on the three-point shooting, and second, okay, AD's out, LeBron take over the game. That was not obviously the case this afternoon. Let's go to Corey in Irvine. Corey, I appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers Lakers game show. What do you got, Corey? Yeah, you know, uh, same, same with me with LeBron. I mean, you know, we don't have a big three. We have a big two and sometimes a big one <laughs> because when, with these injuries. And I think just LeBron has to come out next game with his head down decide you know i'm going to take over you know go mamba on this team because he just can't keep deferring and waiting and waiting wait till the fourth quarter is three minutes and we're down by nine and it's too late so i think it's up to braun to decide what he's going to do well listen it's one thing Corey, and i appreciate you calling in i'll take a few more phone calls here but i think this this is the one thing that i would just kind of get through to laker fans out there I'm with you on the frustration. I'm with you on this team's got to be better in a Game 4 playoff game. By the way, Lakers were up 11, right? That That's uh, one of the most important things to point out. Um, I think it's very difficult to have your game plan set, you're ready to go, and then you lose Anthony Davis in the second half. Obviously, that's going to incredibly change and impact everything. Now, Game 5, if you already know whether AD's going to go or he's not going to play, now you've got a chance to make some of your adjustments. Now you understand what your rotations are going to be. Now guys understand. A guy like Kuzma says, okay, i got to come in in the second half. i got to start. I'm not coming off the bench. I'm making some excuses for the Lakers. I definitely am. What I'm not going to make excuses for was those 15 turnovers, um, being up by 11 in the in the uh, in in the first half, and then by the time the half ended, you're down b- by four. Coming out in that third quarter, you lose that quarter by 12. So there are things that you know. Obviously, we can um, we could definitely sympathize with the Lakers on, and then there's other things that you were hoping they were a little bit clean on 
in uh, in that second half, and you almost got to play perfect basketball if Anthony Davis isn't going to be there. And obviously, the Lakers were not ready for that. Okay, one more call here. Let's go to um, let's go to Angel in Los Angeles. Angel, uh, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Angel? Hi. Go ahead, Angel. You're on, bud. We've we've talked about the entire year when LeBron was injured and whatnot. We always kept saying, as long as LeBron is healthy. Mm-hmm. By playoff time, we should be good, right? I understand that today was an ugly game. It's one of those ugly, really bad games. But what happens during ugly games? Legends take over, superstars take over, Kobe time after time took over. This is one of those games that we should have stole. It's time for LeBron to just take over, and it's very frustrating seeing him pass the ball to Marcus Hill with seven points left, down seven points. It's, it's his turn. It's his time. This is where he becomes a GOAT. I understand that AD is out. But this is where you become the GOAT. It, it was right here. There's no way you should be not be shooting in the third quarter. You should have taken the game over in the third quarter. If he plays the way he played in the fourth quarter in the third quarter, we steal this game. And it's just frustrating. It's time. So I hope that game five, it comes with that mentality, that assassin mentality, and he just takes over the game. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Let me, let me get a point across here real quick. Um, you know, I... I get the LeBron's got to take over the game. LeBron was 25-12-6, and six, had six turnovers, by the way. I always point that out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll be the first one to point that out when, when he gets into his postgame show. He was 10-21 from the field. Where LeBron struggled the most tonight or this afternoon was his threes. He was 1-7 from the three-point line. So that's obviously where he struggled the most. Um, but you got to have help. you got to have help. The most, the closest to LeBron James, LBJ... 25 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. The closest to LeBron on points was Marcus Gasol with 12 points. The closest to rebounds from, from LeBron was Andre Drummond with 10. LeBron had 12. The closest in assists for LeBron, LeBron had 6 assists. The closest, a few guys had 3 assists. Marcus Gasol, uh, AD had 3 assists before he went out, and, uh, and Dennis Schroeder had 3. So why am I pointing that out? I'm pointing that out because in every key stat, LeBron led the Lakers. You got to have other guys step up too. It's not going to be if Kuzma hits a couple more threes, maybe it's a different game. If Dennis Schroeder has you know, one of those 20-point games, which by the way, the last two games he had 20 and 24, he had eight. So it's not just all on LeBron James. If Drummond, who had five points in this afternoon's game, gave you... 12 to 14 points, that's what it's going to take if you're going to win one of these games. I get the, if LeBron wants to be the GOAT and if LB, I, I, I don't pay too much attention to that. I'll tell you the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker only had 17. They still won. You want to know why they won? Crowder had 17. Aiton had 14. Chris Paul had 18. Chris uh, Cameron Payne had 13. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had 11. You got to have more than one guy carry you uh, you know, obviously throughout the game, and obviously without Anthony Davis, Lakers uh, weren't able to do that. All right, we come back. We'll get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Plus, I'll take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It was not clear to me until uh, you know, into the third quarter that he was not going to return. Um, you know, he was gonna, undergoing an evaluation. Uh, we knew that. And, um, you know, when, we, when I didn't see him come out uh, to the third quarter, uh, we knew it was going to be a little more time. And then, you know, shortly into the third quarter, uh, I was told that he was out. Uh, so that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel finding out during the game in the third quarter that he's not coming back. And, you know, obviously that changes everything. Uh, Kuzma started that third quarter for the Lakers. Uh, series now tied at two apiece, 100-92, to um, Suns over the Lakers. I, I want to play one more clip from uh, Coach here. Um, this is probably helps answer a little bit of the questions that some of the other Laker fans have had, the Lakers offense, how they struggled without Anthony Davis. Take a listen to Coach. Yeah, we're looking to score the ball. You know, and uh, there's a lot of ways that, you know, we play, you know, the, the personnel skill set of the guys we have out there. Uh, obviously, a lot of it is through Braun. Um, you know, we played with uh, with the roller, with drum, played for a spark with Trez. We spaced the floor with Mark. And, um, you know, we just didn't get enough uh, offensive output in that second half. Yeah. Uh, it- I don't know if understatement is the right word, but not enough uh, offensive output. 92 points for the Lakers. That's it. Um, you know, I was saying this, and I, I had a couple callers uh, kind of put the blame on LeBron James, which is a compliment to LeBron. What you're trying to say is, look, he's considered one of the greatest to ever do it, needed him uh, this afternoon, needed him to take over the game. The 25 and 12 and 6 was not enough. Um, I, I, I get what Laker fans are talking about when they're referring to LeBron James and you got so much respect for his game that he should just be able to take over this game in the fourth quarter. Um, you got to get help. You just have to. I mean, think back in the days, the Kobe and Shaq days, it wasn't just Kobe and Shaq. It's what did Robert Ory do? What did Derek Fisher do? How did Rick Fox contribute? What did Devin George put up? Did Slava give you anything? Did Brian Shaw give you anything? Um, think about the Kobe and Pow days. Kobe and Pow days, it's all those other players. Did Trevor give you enough? Maybe the following year you were talking about Meta World Peace, D Fish. Go into some of these Lakers, you know, obviously these role players over the uh, over the years. They gotta they have to do something. First of all, they gotta do something if Anthony Davis isn't there. I mean, is there. But they have to do much more when Anthony Davis is not there. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, you just basically say, hey, pay attention to LeBron. If these other guys get going, we'll live with it. And that's, you could say, what the Phoenix Suns were looking to do in that uh, second half. They took advantage of, obviously, the Lakers not having, um, not having, not being in full strength. Um, Ryan in uh, Venice. Ryan, uh, thank you for calling, buddy. You're on the uh, Pizza at Lakers postgame show. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, you know, today I'm just looking at, at two big things. One is... Uh, Vogel in the third quarter, those rotations, man, Mm -hmm. I don't know what we were thinking taking Braun and Dennis out. How do you expect to score the basketball? And then two is I, I, we have no answer for DeAndre Ayton whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy has missed maybe five shots all series. So I'm looking for Vogel, the the so-called defensive mastermind to, to figure out something to at least, Keep Aiden under 80% field goal shooting. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for calling in, Ryan. Um, I'll tell you what. You could, be a, you could be an amazing head coach on the defensive side when you have, uh, you know, obviously Anthony Davis there. The, listen, the Aiden part, 
Six of eight from the field again, 38 minutes, 14 points, and 17 rebounds. Let me, let me actually throw this question out to Laker fans. You think the Lakers can still win this series if Anthony Davis is um, if Anthony Davis isn't a hundred percent? Do you think the Lakers win this series? Not do you think if if he can? I mean, of course the Lakers can, but if AD is not a hundred percent, are the Lakers beating the Phoenix Suns? I'm going to answer my own question first. But if you guys want to chime in on this, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Uh, I definitely still think they could beat the Phoenix Suns. No question about it. Even if AD is not a hundred percent. You know, Tuesday's game is gonna Tuesday's game is gonna be a challenge. We know that because Phoenix is coming back to uh obviously coming back to their home arena. They just steal home court again. And they get the split that they need in LA. You gotta imagine, I wanna say, I think I read, don't quote me on this. They had eleven thousand fans or so in those first couple of games. I think now it's going to get up to closer to fifteen or sixteen thousand fans. I mean, Phoenix is going to be rocking on Tuesday. They got a chance to go up three games to two, and Anthony Davis is. If Anthony Davis leaves in the second half of Game Four, you have to imagine that okay, there's AD's not going to be out of the second half unless he's got something. Hope I'm wrong. Obviously, you hope Anthony Davis is good to go for Game Five. So, is it going to be a challenge? No question about it. But I still think the Lakers can win this series. Uh, and we're just going to have to wait and see on the Anthony Davis part. All right, a couple more phone calls here. By the way, the Aiton, DeAndre Ayton has been ridiculous. Um, He has been a legitimate, legitimate threat when you got Anthony Davis, Marcus Gasol, Andre Drummond. You got a ton of size for the Lakers. He's held his own. Uh, I, I, I don't get a chance to watch Phoenix Suns basketball on a night-in, night-out basis. So... I'm not watching eight and every night, but this dude had um, has hung with the Lakers big men, which I did not think any any big man in the league can do on a consistent basis. Aiton has done it. Vinny in Los Angeles. Vinny, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, you're on the Pizza Lakers post game show. Hey, I just wanted to commend you on your point about Braun needing help. Uh, honestly, everything you said, I agree with. I, I just kind of feel like L.A. fans are so critical on our superstars here. Uh, you know, he definitely needs some help. I, I was saying earlier that he's been playing for 18 years. He's got so many miles under his belt. And, you know, you got players that are going one for 12 from the field. And you got players that are getting out-hustled by Aiden. DeAndre Aiden's not better than our big man. He's just out-hustling everybody. But you factor in, like, LeBron's time and people blaming him for this, that, and the other – and the reality is that the amount of playoff games he's played alone is an additional, what, what was it, like three over, or four extra seasons? Over three seasons. I want to say we're up to 265 Come playoff on, games man. for I LeBron. Mean, that's, that's insane. I don't think people understand like the, the, the logistics of that and the, the, the travel and the wear and tear on the body. The reason why he spends over a million dollars on you know treatment in the offseason. People have to understand how this game works. It's not a joke. And, you know, I, I just had a question for you. Thank you for taking my call. But do you think that we should do what Phoenix was talking about doing and resting uh, AD maybe for the next two games? And then if it gets pushed to game seven, maybe potentially getting him back. Appreciate you calling in, Vinny. Um, no, I don't. I mean, to be honest with you, there, there are certain places. Listen, if AD can't go, then he can't go. There's nothing you could do there. 
right? If Anthony Davis just physically cannot be on the floor or is hurting you more than helping you because he's having trouble running back and forth, you got to imagine Aiton's now going to start sprinting down the floor. Jay Crowder's going to start sprinting down the floor. Phoenix is going to say, cool, if Anthony Davis is in and he's not looking 100%, we're going to try to do everything we can to take advantage of that. Uh, but you can't. If, if AD can go, he's got to play because his presence on the floor is impactful, period. Um, and there is no sit him for two games, Vinny, because in two games, the series could be over. Remember, it's two to two. Um, there's there's no luxury here of kind of, you know, regular season's over. Maybe you sit him in those final two games against Indiana and New Orleans before the postseason started because they don't matter. Not anymore. We got game five coming up. They always say game fives are the, well, I mean, I, I feel like I can make this excuse in every game. This is the most important game coming up. This is the most important game coming up. We thought this afternoon, you know, Anthony Davis has said this yesterday after Lakers practice, talked about how game four was the most important game because Lakers take complete control of the series or Phoenix is back in it. Well, Phoenix took that game, so it's 2-2. Um, you know, I, I know there's percentages of who wins. Whoever wins game five, you, you're now this likely to win the series, uh, but we'll take it one game at a time, and I think more importantly we'll wait to see how uh, – how, um, AD's health is. Okay, uh, I'm going to do this on the final segment coming up. We are going to just take phone calls. I'm going to try to get in as many phone calls as I possibly can here. So we'll do that coming up next. Thank you for everybody that's called in. We'll continue to uh, uh, react to the Lakers' loss to the Phoenix Suns. 100-92, the final score. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint 44 to 36, the final score or the uh, points in the paint battle goes to the Phoenix Suns. Final score was 100 to 92. I'm going to read off a couple quick tweets here, and I'm going to take some phone calls. Uh, Joshua117 on Twitter. Suns won on a technicality today when the Lakers have no interior defense in the paint, which is a huge thing that AD provides, among many other things. Of course, they have a better shot. So here's to hoping his injury is not serious and we still game five in Phoenix. Joshua, I'll tell you what. You're not wrong. They don't care. Um, no, no team in the NBA, and this is part of sports, unfortunately, it's not just if you're the best team. It's also also who's the healthiest team. So, you know, when the when the when Chris Paul for the first three games was not having any impact in the series, and I was doing call or I was doing these post game shows, I was doing my shows with Travis and uh Travis and myself, we do the show at, at nine AM. There was no Laker fans calling in and sympathizing for Chris Paul. I'm telling you there wasn't. And the only reason why I point that out is when you say the Lakers won on a technicality, that, that's not how it works. The way it works is this is part of the sport and this is part of the game, unfortunately, for the Lakers. Um, you know, this one obviously hurts. Let's hope that it, it's not more serious than just missing the second half. I want to play something from Kuz. Kuz post, uh, Kuz after the game was 
talking about the mood of, of the team after Anthony Davis uh, was uh, was obviously a scratch in the second half. Laura, do you have that cut there? You know, so I, think, I think we're optimistic still, being in the locker room, having conversations, just trying to figure out, you know, we do that every game. Uh, whether we win or whether we lose, uh, you know, we're a team that, you know, we try to digest and figure out what 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 is happening, what has happened, and we just try to go from there. And, you know, I think that's that's our mindset. You know, we'll be ready game five. All right, that's uh, Kyle Kuzma there. We know what game five means. Game five, uh, when the series is tied to a piece, this game five becomes so critical. And, you know, for the Lakers to have to go on the road and, and try to win this one after they stole home court in game two, uh, it's going to be a tough battle. I, I said it before, I'll say it again. you got to imagine Phoenix will be will be rocking on Tuesday, and uh, I'm sure the Lakers will embrace that type of road atmosphere. Uh, Bob in Rancho Cucamonga. Bob, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the uh, Pizza Lakers postgame show. Oh, yeah, Don from City of Industry. Oh, I'm sorry, Don. Go ahead, Don. You're on, buddy. Yeah, Ben, I just want to say, man, you know, only the strong survive. You know, all these guys calling in, oh, boo-hoo, they're this or that. No, man, you know, like you were saying, when Paul George was, I mean, not Paul George, you Chris know, Paul. Uh, Chris Paul was yep. hurt, they all manned up and played like a team. Guys were making points that we've never even heard of their name, don't even know who they are. And the Lakers got to do that same thing. It's, you know, there's been too much focusing on all, a lot of other things besides basketball, too much damn dumb tweets and politics. You need to get away from that, focus on basketball, and all the other guys got to step up. I'm no big fan of LeBron. I'm a big fan of Anthony Davis. But LeBron's been doing his part. You know, they're all going to focus on him, so everybody else has got to step up. And if they don't, then it's on all of us, not just one guy. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, let me say this. You know, I, I said this after game one. I said that this was the type of game. We're going into game two in Phoenix. A lot of chatter around the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis didn't have a big game. Um, there was a lot of chatter about how the Lakers, are they in trouble? Is this team ever going to figure it out? And I remember doing the postgame show, and I said that ultimately for the Lakers, championship teams respond when the noise is loudest. Right? When you think... When there, when there are certain, let, let's just use this as an example, and I'll use AD as an example. When there's the most chatter about how the Lakers and Anthony Davis and this team's in trouble, championship teams, that's when they respond. Game five, I would expect something similar, right? That the Lakers, who've been in this position before, have been in tough predicaments. I already said LeBron's played 264, 265 playoff games, whatever the case is. AD is a champion. They have players that have been in the league for a long time, guys like Wesley Matthews, Marcus Gasol, they're okay under this environment. They're okay under this atmosphere that they're going to get in Game 5. The question just becomes, is AD there with them? You know, Is AD fighting alongside with them, or are they trying to do this without um, the best two-way player in the NBA? Let's go to uh, Brian in Ventura. Brian, thank you for calling in. Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted just to talk about the AD injury. Um, I hope it's nothing serious. Like you guys are, like we're all hoping. But honestly, man, it's just like it seems to me like. You, am I the only one that's kind of frustrated with AD always being dinged up all the time? But last year we were still able to get a title with him being dinged up in a way and like things of that sort. But my thing is, if he's sixty, seventy percent, I think we could pull off this series, get the W here. But going forward beyond that, I don't see us 
beating anybody else with an unhealthy AD. And, like, I think our uh, second highest scorer besides LeBron, obviously, he was number one today, scoring-wise, was Pal, um, not Pal, Marcus Gasol today. We really need everyone else to, like, kind of boost sure. up, step up, and, like, put their big boy pants on and score, man. Like, we really need another shooter. Like, I've been wanting these last two years since we had AD to really – I mean, uh, LeBron to dish out passes to a corner shooter. And we haven't really had that since we've had LeBron on our squad. So I feel like this offseason, we really need like a solid number two score. Because shooter today, he has eight points, I believe, in 32 minutes, I believe. Um, I know he had a good game last game and before that as well. But we really need like a solid, consistent scoring number two to really be able to survive with these kind of AD little lingering injuries. You know what I mean? Sure. Appreciate you calling in. Um, you know, it, yeah. it's funny. You said that uh, you talked about how um, you think that just looking at the big picture for the Lakers, I think next round, it's so interesting here because Lakers tied two apiece with the Suns. Denver and Portland are also tied at two. I was telling Michael in the pregame that I think that series can definitely go seven. And Denver's got home court for two of the next three against the Portland Trailblazers. I think this competition against the Suns is more difficult than the next round would be. I'll tell you what I'm referring to there, what I mean by that. What what I'm talking about is um, Denver obviously doesn't have Jamal Murray. They're doing everything they possibly can. I mean, if Denver got out of the first round without Jamal Murray against Portland, Portland just blow it up because you're never going to win an NBA championship with what you have. If you're Portland and you beat Denver and you come out uh, in the, you know, obviously in the in the next round, I, I like the Lakers' chances in both of those, whatever matchup it is. Of course, they have to be healthy, but it's the same equivalent as the Suns have to be healthy and the Jazz have to be healthy, Clippers have to be healthy, Portland has to be healthy. Everybody's got to be healthy. So health is kind of the obvious one here. Um, if you found a way to get past the Phoenix Suns with AD not being 100%, I think actually the next round might be a little bit easier than um, than this first round because Phoenix behind Chris Paul, obviously a vet, somebody who's been there for a long time, and this combination of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton have played pretty damn well, specifically DeAndre Ayton, for pretty much every game so far through the first four games. 100-92 to the final score. Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns. Let me uh, plug a couple things here. So... Um, we got our next game coming up. It's on Tuesday. So Lakers Suns pregame show will start at five 30 tip off will be at seven o'clock. So we obviously know how big uh game five is uh, coming up on Tuesday. Um, as for tomorrow's schedule, we do have, uh, Sedano will do his show. Um, Sedano LZ and capital be George Sedano by himself with Greg Bergman. So they'll be doing their show from three 30 to six o'clock tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. I'm back on air with Travis Rogers on Tuesday morning, eight 55 to 11 AM. And then obviously we'll have a pregame show uh, later on that day at five 30, a quick shout out here internally here. Thank you to Jesse Lopez, Laura Roma Lopez and Rebecca Womble. Appreciate everybody that called into the show was a part of the, uh, uh, Pizza Hut Lakers post game show, and I apologize I wasn't able to get to all the calls. Um, back with you guys this upcoming Tuesday. Lakers lose to the Suns, hundred to ninety two. Series tied at two apiece. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers post game show on seven ten ESPN.